Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Hey friends, this is Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. And before we get into it today, if you haven't liked or subscribed yet, you know that's the time to do it now, right here. (laughs) Here it is with you. Um, And uh, I'm I'm joined here in the Damascus Media Studio with my good friends. The illustrious Damascus Media (laughs) Studio with my good friends Dan Dimitri and Aaron Richards. What's up, gentlemen? How are you? What makes a studio illustrious? Uh, Uh, The fact that you say it's illustrious. How do you describe illustrious? I'm not even sure. You're the man of words. What is the definition of illustrious? Come here and you'll know. Good question. (laughs) It means awesome, I think. But um, I'm the missionary program director here at Damascus where we're working to awaken, empower, and equip. You know it. A generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith. And um, a lot of you that are listening today, mm. you know that we're both like a missionary campus and a missionary community. We're mm-hmm. a place and a people. And uh, no matter how you cut it, like when people talk about Damascus, they're going to say that Damascus is missionary and you're missionary. And we want to like live missionary life together. Yep. That's what Beyond Damascus is all about. But I, mm. uh, I, I was thinking about um, this show and this show is going to be on just like examining our lives as missionaries. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's just really important today to like come in and like ask ourselves how are we analyzing that in our lives but before we get into all that let's start with prayer and dan can mm. you kick us off with prayer in the name yeah. of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen. amen lord i just want to start today with just allowing uh those words i am missionary to resonate in our heart and soul lord i pray that you would speak that over us, that we would recognize that you have called us to be a missionary for you, that you have called us on mission with Mm. you and for you, that you have come into this world to seek and save the lost and that you are inviting us to seek the lost and to bring people into relationship with the Father. I pray, Lord, that we would be co-redeemers with you, that we would uh, bring humanity back to the Father with you. And we pray, Lord, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit and allow the Spirit of God to animate not only our lives, but to animate the world around us. Yes. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Father Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Dude, and I love it. Like, um, yeah, missionary. It's like it's become a word in the church. I think that we use a lot, but a lot of times it's yeah, like hard to disciple, decide. Missionary like, disciple. Am I a missionary disciple? Yeah. Like, how do I know that? Because yeah. I'm just like going through my daily tasks. I'm doing my like yeah. routine that I do on a given day or a given week, and um, I think like the question: Am I living? my life as a missionary mm, yeah. is probably the question that we want to center on today. Am I living my life as a missionary? And why do you guys think like, why is that an important question? Do you have? think, well, do you think that that question, like the understanding of what it means to actually be a missionary <laughs> has permeated our Catholic culture? Oh, that's a great that's question. A good question. Yeah. We, we struggle, I think with the church with coin phrases, right? Like, and mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. The, the phrases yeah. are very, very, very good, but then they become like kind of vernacular. And yeah. so like the phrase missionary disciples, so valuable, but then yes. it, it does like, because it's such a beautiful phrase, sometimes we just start using it without actually examining yeah. like, well, okay, what, what does it mean? <laughs> right, right. And yeah. I think uh, to answer your question, Brad, it's so important because like it, it going back to like, it's our yeah. baptism yeah. The, yeah. At, at baptism. Yeah. There's two things, like there's two real important things that are happening. Like I am, uh, I receive a, a white baptismal garment, right. To yeah. represent almost this holiness that I am clothed in. I've put on Christ. I become mm-hmm. a saint. Mm-hmm. Original sin has been washed away that yeah, I have that yeah, indelible yeah. mark that there's this original call to holiness that is, um, that is embraced at baptism, right? Yeah. There's that signified by the white garment, but then you also have the, the can 
candle. And the mm-hmm. candle is meant mm-hmm. that not only am I clothed in the, uh, not only have I put on Christ, but now I become the light of Christ. Yeah, There's yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. holiness and mission. It's mm-hmm. twofold. And then I'm anointed with the oil of baptism to be priest, prophet, and king, that I actually get my missionary mandate that I, uh, so, To be Christian is to be holy and to be on mission. And I I feel like a lot of times, to what you're saying, Aaron, we just say to be Christian is to be holy. That's not actually, that's not what baptism is. That's only one facet. It's like we have to walk on two legs, holiness and mission. And without the two legs, I'm just, I'm one-legged. And the question (laughs) invokes that, right? Like, am I living my life as a missionary? Well, first, I need to define what missionary is then if I'm going to answer that question. And then I actually have to look at myself and, like, am I actually doing that thing? And I'm not. Brad, you love definitions. Confident. Yes, exactly. So what's, a, what's a missionary? Well, I think a missionary is a, a person. What's holiness? Jesus. What's missionary? Jesus. But like, <laughs> if, if, if we're looking like practically, though, I think it's just a person who spreads the good news in their spheres of influence. Yeah, that, that's a missionary. Yeah, a yeah. person who spreads the good news, the gospel of Jesus yep. in their spheres of influence, a person who spreads the good news in their spheres of influence. Am I that? I, yeah. I don't know though, because I think in the church, to your point, Aaron, we have these phrases and we almost begin tuning them out. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I can be a missionary. That sounds like good content to listen to on my way to work, Yeah, but I'm not really looking at my life through that lens. And I yeah. think that's where we want to go today. And, um, just to kind of like jump in, I think it's important to note that examining our lives is not something that's foreign yeah. to the church, right? Like examinations are things that the church has always done so as to test herself yep. and if she's being true to who she is. Like we examine our conscience before confession. We examine our intentions before holy matrimony and holy orders. Mm-hmm. Like are they yeah. holy? Are they in right alignment with the Lord? And I think this is an opportunity for us to actually look at that question to be a missionary oh, through an examine lens, like that's a missionary awesome. examine. Yeah, there, it's like part of our any life such to thing? examine our conscience every night, right? right like that's right. important. Yeah, yeah. We, could, yeah. we should publish it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we can get to that today. But I think, well, the first thing I, I think, why don't we, we just start, I think, to Aaron's point with like, why should we analyze our lives as a missionary? Like, yeah. why, why should we ask the question, am I living my life as a missionary? I think, I mean, we see it in the yeah. catechism, right? The catechism, we've already mentioned it. You mentioned it, Dan. We have a missionary mandate as the yeah. church. But then it also, like, um, a quote from the catechism that I was looking at before the show today is from um, paragraph 851. Yeah. And it says, it is from God's love for all men. It is from God's love for all men. Yeah that the church in every age receives both the obligation and the vigor of her missionary dynamism for the love of Christ urges us on. Yeah. Right. I love that. There's something about it that is in our church, but I don't know if we express it perfectly. So like, why is it important to ask that question? Well, and the, I mean, the catechism too, when they're talking about the sacrament of confirmation, I feel like we've all been confirmed. Right. But do we, but it literally says that the sacrament of confirmation more strictly obliges us Mm -hmm. to spread Mm -hmm. and defend the Catholic faith. And so like we have this sacred obligation through Mm -hmm. the, our, our sacramental choice to be confirmed in the faith that, that, that sacramental confirmation, that sacramental strengthening, that's what that word means. Mm -hmm. That, strengthening is a strengthening that gives us the grace to and the mandate to spread and defend our faith, which is, 
Yeah, yeah. it's it's critical because it's part, it's 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 what we said yes to when we were baptized. It's what yeah. we said yes to when we were confirmed, and it's what we say yes to every time mm. we receive the Holy Eucharist. It's yeah. that reconfirmation yeah. that I believe this is the body of Christ. I receive the body of Christ so that I receive the grace to go and then be mm. the body of Christ to actually be Jesus, yeah. His hands, His feet, His words, His His lifestyle in the world, mm. and His lifestyle was a lifestyle of redeeming the world, bringing the lost back to the father mm-hmm. which yeah. is like it's all just rooted in our sacramental theology yeah. and, and i think yeah. we make sacramental theology all about us sometimes uh, yeah. as opposed to truly understanding that we're act there's a it's it's holiness and mission yeah. but um i want to i want to dive in because i think that we really do a great job at damascus with examining missionary life and it's because we're a missionary apostolate obviously yeah. but as we said at the beginning of the show we're all called to be missionary yeah. and um here at Damascus, you guys know it well, right? We have the five missionary mindsets. And yeah. I, I think if we walk through those, those are like a great way for the people listening today, for us every day of our lives, to examine if we're living our lives yeah. as missionaries. Yeah. Like, but shouldn't this order. just be something that comes naturally to us? Oh, right, exactly. Isn't that well, the question, right? Like, but, yeah, like shouldn't be like a little like, yeah, a program or something that I'm getting. So I, at, uh, we often, a, a wise man once said that <laughs> when you begin to do with intention what you've always done by intuition, you achieve yeah. acceleration. So, Say that one more time. Yeah, when you when you begin to do with intention what mm-hmm. you've always done by intuition, then mm-hmm. you res, you you achieve acceleration. That's really good. So, so many times in our Christian life, we think, okay, in order to be the perfect missionary, in order to be the perfect perfect disciple, I just need to be born with it. It needs to flow <laughs> yeah. naturally from or my life. Or they have something right? that I don't have. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can you can become a better missionary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you can yeah, work yeah, at yeah. this. You can become it. a holier yeah. person. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we can achieve greater impact for the kingdom. If we align ourselves with the message of learning how does Jesus love and actually doing it intentionally. Yeah, 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 that's really good. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or check us out on youtube or your favorite podcast app we'll be right back with this episode after a short break thank you for all the work that you've done i'm I'm just i work at it and then it's like you know i stop and then i start and then i stop you've done so much and thank you for everything you do and thank you ewtn i mean i i had a line that i could spread at work today from what I heard this morning on EWTN, that it took a woman to put Jesus on the earth. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. The people who call more to life are often hurting so much. I just want to reach through the radio and hug them. I want them to know how loved they are and how much God wants to fill their hearts with His healing grace and His deep desire to completely transform the life of anyone who's open to the movement of His Holy Spirit. More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck Monday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio 
on St. Gabriel Catholic well, Radio. But the missionary mindset. So um, we have a five-fold missionary mindset. We know yeah. it well. I think we can just walk through each one individually. Yep. The first one is Jesus-centered, right? Um, you mentioned this at the beginning, Dan. What is holiness? Jesus. What is mission? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so why, like, why is it important in our lives as missionaries to first examine how centered on Jesus we are? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, when I when I think about that missionary mindset being Jesus centered, it's I ask myself how often have I used Jesus's name throughout the day, and so like I can go throughout all the world and talk about God and be okay, but if I go in certain areas of the world and I use the name of Jesus, my head will be cut off, yeah, right? And yeah. so there's something powerful about the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. The name of Jesus by itself breaks this, like it, it breaks walls, it breaks barriers, it, it, it sets bodies. people free, right? Yeah. yeah, like there's a yeah there's a reason we pray in the name of Jesus because right. the name of Jesus has power. And so mm-hmm. um, for me, I try to use the name of Jesus as often as possible in normal dialogue and bring Jesus into the conversation. And yes. if, if my conversations with people are not Jesus centered, then a lot of times I, I'm like, dang, like I didn't glorify, like at the end of everything, right? Every knee yeah, will bow, yeah. bend and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus's name is everything at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And yeah. so, um, um, just making it part of my everyday conversation is, yeah. is so critical. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So true. I think, um, Aaron, when I think about everything Dan said, I've implemented in my life the Jesus prayer where like I just internally say it. But I think um, – mention some of the ways we can use Jesus. I think that like – I think a lot of times we think, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to – I'm going to go and I'm going to put the name of Jesus out there to someone who's never heard it before. And maybe that's the call yeah. in the moment. But also I can say praise Jesus when someone tells me the good day yeah. they're having, right, or like other things. But like – yeah. How do you see that in your life? Like when you're, yeah. I mean, it's it, again, it's stepping into that I- identity in in knowing that that as I'm created in the image and likeness of Jesus, yeah. that that yeah. my ability to partner with Him in every moment mm-hmm. is going to spell the difference between success and failure. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, and and to adopt that atmosphere. I mean, shoot, it, uh, I was I was I was teaching um, on uh, prophecy on hearing God the other day, and I remember this. Uh, you know, five years ago when I, I remember sitting in a chapel and trying to think of a, mm-hmm. I, was, I was asking God, God, like reveal to me an image of your love, reveal to me an yeah. image in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I scrunched my eyes up real tight and I was like looking at the blood vessels on the back of my eyelids mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, I think sometimes That's we can, cool. sometimes we can really try really hard. Uh-huh. Uh, but the reality being Jesus centered yeah. is entering into a lifestyle where I'm in conversation with my creator, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Where 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 my my actions are motivated by yes. a desire to be in relationship, yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed to as opposed to accomplishing a checklist, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. yeah, I love that. I think too, like I I mean, uh, reading the gospels in a new way, where it's like okay, like I'm in relationship with this guy, and he's called me, amen, yes, to live his life, like yeah. that. Yeah. To be Christian means to be another Christ, and I I honestly don't think every Christian knows that to be Christian is to live Jesus's yeah. life in this world. And, yeah. and and that that Jesus gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit, his spirit <laughs> yeah. living in me so that I can live his life. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that I can love not because I can't, I can't love in a perfect way, but his spirit can love through me yeah. in a perfect way. Yeah. And so when, when I'm so rooted in him and I know that I'm not yeah. just called to be like dependent on you as my savior, but that you've given me your spirit so that I can live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm not. I'm Jesus centered because my life is. It becomes Jesus's life yeah. in this world. Which I had is a, I had an awesome experience. Um, so I, I said I was I was in this I was in this retreat in uh, in France at the end of September and um, had a really moving moment where 
the the priest who kind of uh, partnered with me in the process, Father Bernard, mm-hmm. um, I was so moved by his witness, right? Yeah. I, I so enjoyed coming into greater relationship with him and, yeah. and seeing the life that he poured out. Uh, he's, a, he's a missionary to China and he's currently put, posted mm-hmm. in Paris. He's been there for five years. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was so attracted to his life yeah. that I was like, man, um, if I have to fight the temptation right now <laughs> to drop yeah. everything that I'm doing yeah. and, join, and, and yeah. follow you, yeah. 100%. right? Yes. I should be so enamored by my relationship with Jesus That's that, right. that I love this man, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. I love yes. this man, Jesus, yes. Yes. and everything I do flows from yes. that love. And I have mm-hmm. to be reminded that he's real, yeah. like, and he's really beside me. And I think that's why I like the word Jesus-centered because – I need to center myself on the reality of Jesus, yeah. not just the concept of him. Like mm. he is with me. Yeah. Like I, I love what you were saying, Dan. Um, obviously the church calls it divinization. The Eastern side calls it theosis. But like listen at the mass whenever the priest mixes the water into wine. And he says, mm. by the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in Christ's divinity who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Like, crazy. like, like <laughs> no, it, it sounds so offensive today, but you're not just called to be like Jesus. Yes. You are called to be Jesus. Yeah. Like that. It sounds like so blasphemous, but it is yeah. absolutely true. I think of St. Irenaeus when he first said that God became man so that man might become God. And he almost was like stoned for heresy. Like they're mm-hmm. like, that's not – he's like, yes, that is true, that yeah. Jesus' incarnation elevates us to the level of the divine. Yeah. And I think – I mentioned the Jesus prayer earlier and um, – I guess, yeah, for those of you listening, if you don't know what that looks like, like I've implemented it in my life and it's really easy. Uh, It's just, it it goes with your breath Mm -hmm. and you breathe in and you say, Jesus Christ, son of the living God. And you breathe out and you say, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Mm -hmm. and you just, you bring it into your breath and you bring it into your life. And I've done it Mm -hmm. like hundreds of times a day for the last number of months. And it's changed my life because what it does is it recognizes Jesus is real. Jesus Christ, son of the living God, right? Like you're here. Mm -hmm. And then I say, have mercy, which is everything we're talking about. I set the bar very high in my life for Mm -hmm. mission. And I constantly examine my life in an honest light of if I actually did it. And when I know that he fills the gap with mercy, Mm -hmm. I can effectively say that I'm a sinner, not as a condemnation to me, but I missed the mark in some ways today. Like I'm I'm an archer who doesn't always hit the target. And I want you to teach me how to be an archer who always hits the target, right? And like that reality, right, to center on him there, I think is is pivotally important. But I think, um, Hmm. let's go deeper into that though, because I think in in Catholicism in general, I think a lot of people listening might be thinking, well, Jesus is at the center of the church because he's in the Eucharist. Like that's, that's, we are centered on Jesus, but like, I don't always think that that real reality manifests in us when we go out, right? If Jesus is in the tabernacle at the heart of the church, he should be at the tabernacle in the heart of me. And that should allow my life to look different, right? So a lot of the practical components of how we do that at Damascus, right? We, yeah. you, you have to hold yourself to a standard. Yep. So mm-hmm. this is all the stuff that we know, right? Yeah. It, it's maintaining the heart of Jesus. How's that heart expressed? Yeah, right. Well, it's expressed through, yeah, I'm in love with the sacraments, right? Absolutely. Uh, that, yes. that I'm, I'm committed to a lifestyle of daily prayer, that I, I want to love with the heart of Jesus. I, I want to I have, a, have a thirst for the salvation yeah, of souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, where do we come up with the missionary mindsets? I, mm-hmm. I, I thought that might be an important question to ask. Well, we, we discerned as an organization, right. mm-hmm. where is the particular way that we are called as a, as a ministry, as an apostolate to pour out? Yep. And then we asked, God, show us the ways yeah. that we can hold ourselves accountable. Yep. To that. Yes. Yep. So, and I, I think in large part, the missionary mindsets of Damascus could be good, a good starting point 
maybe even more than a starting point Agreed. for any Christian. Agreed. Yeah. Right. But but we got there by asking practically, what do I need to do yes. daily in yeah, my life? Right. Well, and you said a high standard, and you you talked about a high bar, and yeah. it, being Jesus centered. The standard becomes Jesus, not other Christians. And so, like when I examine myself at the end of the day, I don't ask like we can't ask ourselves, was I better than the people in my parish? Right? Yeah. Because they're not the standard. The yeah. standard is Jesus. As a Christian, He is my. I am called to live yes. Him, and yes. so. That to be Jesus centered is to say, okay, did I live mission today like Jesus lived mission yeah. when he was on earth? And was I, was I a, a Christ in this yes. world? Right. And if mm. uh, not, was I better than my priest? Was I better than my friends? Was I better than the, like the, uh, the rest of the world? Was, yeah. was my lifestyle like Jesus's lifestyle? And if it wasn't, then I need to cling to him, yeah. have mercy on myself and say, right. tomorrow, Jesus, I want to live like you. Yeah. And that's freeing too, right? Because then I'm comparing to complete, not comparing to compete. So yeah. like when I'm sitting at this table with Aaron and Dan, I want to compare myself to them. Yeah. I don't want to compare myself to them so as to compete against them, but I want to be the complete version of Brad. Yeah. So I want to compare myself to how Dan lived that day, not because I want to be Dan, but because there's parts of Jesus that are in Dan that I want in me. Yeah. There's yeah. parts of Jesus in Aaron that I want in me. So now when I compare, it's not a competition. It's a matter of completion. Yeah. I want to be as complete as I can be, and I want to be as complete as I can be so I can bring Jesus into the world, right? Yeah. So that's our first missionary mindset, Jesus-centered, yeah. right? Like, are we centered God, on the build Lord? build it in yes, us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, build that in us, Lord. Jesus-centered. Again, I, I think it's worth noting, too, like, personal prayer. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, just just however you can, five yeah. minutes a day, two minutes a day, you need to lock in with the Lord. Yeah. Even if you have no idea what you're doing, like all the rest of us, which none of us know what we're doing in prayer, like, just sit and just say, Lord, I'm yours today. Yeah. I'm yours today. Let's center on Jesus. That's the first missionary yeah. mindset. Second is mission-focused, okay? Mm-hmm. So this might sound redundant because I'm a missionary by being mission-focused. Yeah. Well, yeah, but to our point earlier, we don't always define mission super uh-huh. well, right? Yeah. So I think it's important to kind of go into this. Why is it important as a missionary to maintain your focus on yeah. mission? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think it does sound redundant, but in, at least especially in our context where it becomes very valuable is we may be on mission, but we may not be mission-focused, right? So I right. may work in a parish, but I may not be mission focused. I may be working as a small group leader at a summer camp, but I may not be mission focused, right? So I may be doing missionary work, but if my focus Mm. isn't on mission, then I'm, I'm my, my work is fruitless, right? Like I'm going through the motions. And I think, I think that's where like, for me, it's really valuable. Like, okay, I've chosen to live a career and a life that's in the heart of the church, mm-hmm. which is great. That sounds like a missionary job, yeah. right. but I could right. do a missionary job forever and not be mission focused. Right. There, uh, I, I mean, sadly, there's probably a lot of priests who struggle. They're living a mission life, but they're not mission focused, right? Yeah. And like, there's, there's, <laughs> you got to focus in. Like, am I doing the mission that God's asked me to do? And yeah. do I see the task that I'm doing? Because a lot of my tasks mm-hmm. are not super exciting, right? Do I see that task? as building the kingdom of God and advancing yeah. the kingdom. It and gives me, go for and it. And why is it necessary? Because it actually, it it creates value, right? Yeah. It establishes the value of our work. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. We talk about fasting, right? The, the difference between fasting and starvation. It's yeah. intention. Yeah. yeah. It's it's doing something intentionally. Mm. And and so often, yeah, we can, we can, we can be wrapped up in the fact that, yeah, I need to do this work. Mm. I need yep. to continue to slog through the daily routine. Yeah. yeah. But ultimately... I mean, like we said earlier, it should give life. 
Yeah. How does it yeah. get life when we, yeah. when we when we do it with deliberate yeah. intention? Yeah. Well, I mean, right now we've got missionaries who are literally like manning the cameras and the audio for a podcast, right? Like they're right. behind the scenes, but if, if their focus is mission, they're yeah. building and advancing the kingdom of God through what they're doing. It's the intention, right? And so, right. you know, are you advancing the kingdom? And and it gives you that vigor that yeah. the catechism yeah. talked about, yeah. like yeah. because this week was a little discouraging. I was like working on contracts for a new camp in Minnesota that were working on and the contracts were, weren't working out like I wanted them to. And mm-hmm. But man, like it, I, I'm not a big numbers person. So I was like yeah. dealing with these numbers is not my favorite thing, but I was tackling it like crazy. Cause I'm like, if this contract yeah. works out, we get to reach a, an extra, we have potential for an extra yeah. thousand campers this summer. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm going to attack this with all, yeah. because yeah. the the work wasn't very fun. The work was draining, but I was filled with vigor because I yes. knew I was advancing the kingdom mm-hmm. with my mission focus. Yes. Yeah. Yes, in the focus, I want to, I want to, I want to really tackle that word too, because I think we live in a world where we're off focus, mm. and and I because there's so many things going on. But what I've recognized in my life, like, um, what it's been 14 months now since I got yeah. married, and, I, and I've recognized it in my life. If on my ride home, if I'm not focusing in on the fact that I'm going home, yeah. and my wife's going to be there, and she's going to be excited to see me, and Nina's going to give me a hug when I walk in the door, if I'm not focused on like preparing myself for that, I'll lose sight of it. And and not because I don't love her and not because I don't want to be present. I'll just lose sight of it because I'm not focused on it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when you guys look at like, I guess the world today, maybe even the church today, like where are we losing focus? Where can we regain Mm -hmm. focus? Do do you know what I mean there? Like, I'm not even sure that like, I I know what I'm centering on there, but like, there's something in that word focus that in our culture today has been lost. The thing that comes to mind for me is that, uh, you know, we, we speak about statistics yeah. We speak about about being ever conscious conscious of the fact that you know as a church we're bleeding out, and I think that that mindset can can bring us to a place of of already admitting defeat, yeah. Right, as opposed to realizing that the mission of the church is very clear. It was it was communicated through mandate by <laughs> Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to and, take the gospel and to the nation. Here's a newsflash: it's not to shrink. Yeah. Right, mm. it's not. It's not that we would settle into a more crystallized, right. smoke-focused, smaller uh, community. Right, yeah. yes. it's that the church would be spread to the whole world. Why? Because it's yeah. worth it. Because the message of Jesus is worth it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John Paul II says in his encyclical, "Mission of the Redeemer," he says, "The mission of Christ, the Redeemer, is still far from completion." And yeah. like when we realize that, like, shoot, like. We've had two thousand years at this game, and we st- we're still far yes. from completion. Yes. Like we've got work to yeah. do. Oftentimes, you see this uh, this um, distinction drawn between mission and maintenance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And as a church, when we fall into a maintenance mindset, right by by virtue of that, almost almost out of necessity, we we. we we move our eyes from the yeah. mission. But yeah. I would even say the maintenance is valuable if done with mission focus yes. because the maintenance is critical, right? Yeah. Like we want to maintain the church through the ages. Yeah, we sure, want to be good sure, stewards sure. of our resources. We we need to pay our bills and, and, oh, yeah. and, and oh, yeah. do our all, all the stuff we have to do as the church to make sure we operate well. But it can't yeah. be our but, only motivating that's factor. Right. Yeah. That's right. But, and it's got to be done well, with purpose and, and I, mission. Well, and I think heart. about it, it's, it's pruning. Right. Yeah. That every time I prune, if you if you've ever pruned a shrub or yeah. a tree, you prune to make room for more growth. 
Yeah. Like it makes no sense to prune if you're not making room for more growth. You might as well not prune it. Yeah. You might as well let it keep growing because it's eventually going to hit stagnation. That's why you prune back. Like if you cut the grasses now in the fall, like they're going to come back strong in your garden in the spring. And it's because you made room for them to grow. If you leave them as is, they're never going to grow. They're just going to remain that way. Like that pruning is so important. And and that, that focus, I I really do think pruning goes into focus as well. It's like, I want to prune all these things I don't have to focus on to get back to the root system. So I give room for more to grow. Like, what am I focusing on? And mission to your point earlier, Dan, holiness and mission are those things. I think we do focus on holiness because we know the stories yeah, of the saints, do. but but do we focus on mission? I'm not well, sure. Well, we don't even focus on sure. the mission of the saints. The saints were crazy missionaries, yeah, right, like, right? right. And like, they were so holy. Like, yes, they were holy right. because they were missionary, and it got them on their knees yeah. crying out for more. Their capacity <laughs> they grew. Needed so it. God was like, okay, great, I'll give you more. Yeah. And then they went on mission more, then they got more. Yeah, and Francis like, didn't just boom, boom, like, boom, boom. oh, man, it does. that does drive me crazy, too, mm. because Francis didn't just hop down a path whispering to birds. Yeah. He, he was he preaching just, the gospel so the birds all day long. He preached the gospel to the birds. Because he loved the gospel so, so much, much. you could have shut even, up. Even if there weren't people. Yeah. It's like trees, birds. <laughs> yeah. And the bird, like, it wasn't like humming some sweet little tune. It was like, let me tell you the greatest story ever told, wait, and you're wait, a wait, part wait. of it. I thought St. Francis and Snow White were the same person. No, that's, no you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't think that, but I will refuse to get fired up about it. I think, but let's focus, right? Let's focus, like... I do think that like mm. there is a point in that of like we do we get we get carried away yeah. into all of these things like like St. Francis like he was great with animals yeah. like like th- there's a point even in that but like when we focus down it's like no that man loved and I, Jesus and I he loved draw, the mission of the church. I want to draw another component to mission focus too. So like it's that that classic phrase everyone wants uh to save the world but no one wants to do the dishes yeah, right? Like yeah. we can focus in on the small things the Lord's asking us to do today to to build the kingdom. And yeah, so like yeah. the the Therese's little way like right like so not yeah. every stay-at-home mom is is going to be able to be like out on the streets evangelizing yes. and praying for the sick and raising the dead, right? Like but if you're focused on what is God asking me to do, to, to, to do today right. and how am I going to love the children I have at home with all of the love of Jesus Christ? Yeah, like how yeah, am yeah, I yeah. Jesus centered? How am I Jesus to these kids? How do I pour out in a self-giving life-giving way today to yes. those that I've been called to serve? Yeah. Like there, there needs to be a, a focus on the small and, and have excellence in the ordinary things of life. And, you know, uh, my favorite gospel passage in all of scripture is the, the parable of the talents, because yeah, yeah. I, I typically feel like I'm not like a 10 talent kind of guy. Like I don't have all these amazing talents. But what I noticed was if I have five talents and I'm, and I'm faithful to them, I'm excellent in those ordinary things. Five talents becomes 10 talents and then 10 talents becomes 20 talents and then 20 talents becomes 40 talents. And I'm like, wait, the capacity grows. If I focus on excellence in the ordinary, God allows the small things to become bigger things. Yeah. And I think it's important to notice when we're, we're focused on mission, we're, and, and, and to your point, I think you are making that point, Dan. I'm, I'm not dissenting from you there. I think we we get hyper focused on the quantity and not the quality sometimes. Yeah, they're like like the reality is I'm called to be faithful to the mission today, and that might be less quantitatively yeah. than someone at this table. Like yeah. Aaron being in France last week, he ministered to more people than I did quantitatively. Yeah, but qualitatively, I could ju- I could be on mission just as much as him as long as I'm faithful and yep. focused oh, yeah. on what's in front of me. Right. Yeah. So. First, we had being Jesus-centered. Second, mission focus, which brings us into the third, which Ooh. I think it ties those two together super yeah. well because it's it's the fruit of it, right? The third is being joy-filled, right? Mm. Being joy-filled. And man, like 
I don't know. I don't think if you would poll the world and ask, like, what is one of yeah. the greatest characteristics of the church today, if they would say joy. But I think that, like, it is something we, <laughs> we should be examining should for that, that reason. That would be a good video. I, I do. Like, I just think, interview people on the street when I say, like, the Catholic Church, what do you think give about? Give me some characteristics. Just be interesting I, I wonder how many would say joy. Yeah. I, I don't think many, but I think it is critical to being yeah. a missionary is to be joyful. Why is that? And why do we grab this one as ours? Because joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Yep. yep. And we identified here at Damascus that this is one critically that we needed to sink our teeth into. Why? Because it's a natural outgrowth of the charism that God's doing here. Yeah. yeah. Right. So right. Um, it was uh, Mother Teresa said that joy is the surest sign of the presence of God. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. That, right. So so when when we when we communicate joy, uh, we communicate the presence of God in a powerful way. Right. Yeah. And I shared earlier in the show that 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 that's what people say when they come here. Yes. That I was that I was moved with joy when I met your missionaries. Yeah. Right? That there's something authentic about their yes. joy. Right. Yeah. So right. so could it be something else? Is is it you know certainly no Christian is called to be devoid of joy. But <laughs> yeah. is yeah. are there other fruits maybe that you're called sure. to grow in? Sure. Yeah. Or called to called to share in your mission? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. But in, in mission too though, there's something about joy that un, that that unlocks the heart to receive the gospel. Yes. Right. That like when I see a joyful person, the That's natural awesome. question is, yeah. what's the cause of your joy? Yeah. And the cause of their like when I see someone who's like super excited because they just watched a great movie, I'm like I kind of want to watch that great right. movie. Right. When, <laughs> because, they, because the the cause of their joy has has made me curious yeah, and yeah, when yeah. i live a life of, of pure joy then people are like yeah. oh wow i kind of want what you have yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's natural it is and it's it's both to both and like so many things in the faith obviously right like yeah. joy is both internal and external what i don't like sometimes is like well my personality doesn't tend towards external joy it's like <laughs> no that, that's wrong like you yeah. might you might be naturally a little more reserved than other people but you still should be joyful externally in the way that you're called to be yeah and you should absolutely be joyful internally. But I think a lot of times we've talked about this on previous podcasts too, and previous um, shows that like, sometimes we create polarities and it's actually like, no, you're called to both of those, right? Yeah. Like to be joy filled means to be filled with joy. And then yeah. my life, if you looked at it from the outside, you would say it's filled with joy too. Oh, I mean, yeah. I just, I think joy is the first gospel we proclaim in evangelization. So it's, imagine I'm it's walking sweet through, bait. yeah, I'm walking through my <laughs> office, right? Okay. I'm, as I'm walking through my office, I'm not going to be able to stop to my coworkers and proclaim the gospel, but I am able to walk with joy and say hello yes. to everyone and joyfully like gather them into the spirit of the day. And all of a sudden, I'm the light of the world yep. because I have chosen joy, which is light. And then, so if I'm called to be the light of the world, living joy yes. brings light. Yeah. It brings light into every atmosphere, every conversation, yeah. every room. Yeah. That's and let's amazing. talk about it in context of the church, right? So like, if it's not one of the characteristics that we're giving the church, there must be a reason for that, right? Now, in, in my opinion, I think yep. one of those reasons is in the church, we've made reverence and joy mutually exclusive. Yeah. So like, you, you can't be reverent and joyful at the same time because yeah. they're opposites I've got to either be praying quietly exactly. or partying yes, wildly. And, well, and and I, and I tell this to like middle school and high schoolers and they, they roar with laughter. It's one of the ways I build rapport with them. I'm like, have you ever been in a church where you sh- you get shushed for smiling? Yeah. Right. Because you do. like you do, you like go in and you're like smiling and people Catholic are already on that. Like kids they're are like, like smiling. Like, they're like, stop talking. They're like, like no, no joy. This, no is a, joy. this is a quiet space. Yeah. It's like, um, it's a reference oh. space. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not confident that it's always supposed to be a quiet space. Yeah. Like, but, but you're saying quiet and reverence are together. Like, but no, 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 I've been very reverent, uh, like of, like, uh, yeah, I guess marriage is a great example, yeah. right? Like, I can be reverent of my marriage and incredibly joyful dancing through the kitchen. Like, yeah. how yeah. how have we not like allowed yeah. that to stay in the church when the church is the the heart I that, don't, I, that births these two? It'd be and, a real fun kind of like exploration to figure out where that came from too. Like, why did it become that? Like, like there's a stoic like. <laughs> 
quietness that has to like well, Dan, Dan you love your your like anthropomorphic study I, questions. I know. I just, I just want to understand like why? Like why? Like well like we should be joy like we're resurrected people. We're not yeah, dead. Right, and so right. like I mean clearly we want a place of quiet for contemplation, but of course, like of the, vo- literally the catechism says vocal prayer leads to contemplation. Right, and so right. if we don't have vocal prayer, if we mm. don't have a place of worship and praise and yeah, a, a, yeah, a yeah, jubilation, yeah. like if we don't have that, we are actually are not able to get to a place of contemplation. Yeah. So to our audience to wrap this one up, if you feel like your Christian life has been devoid of something, mm-hmm. if you feel like you've embraced the um, if you've embraced the discipline of silence and prayer and contemplation, yeah. but you feel like there's something missing, seek out opportunities to 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 find a faith that's filled with joy. Yeah, yeah right? right. Seek out opportunity to find a community that can actually encourage you yeah. in this. Yeah. Uh, to to exercise those other muscles yeah. mm-hmm. to see if something happens. Yeah. yeah. When I Amen don't want I don't want me like like for me in my life, like I don't want my life to have to find me- like sh- sugar outside of the church to make the medicine go down that I go to on Sunday. <laughs> like I don't. Like I want. I want that to be the sugar yeah, that the helps church. the other medicine yeah. go down. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so opposite sometimes that like yeah. I, I'll go into like a mass if I'm traveling around or something on a Sunday, and it's it's almost painstaking for me to get through because I, I feel nervous about like should I should I sing the Gloria as boisterously as I want to. Like, Can you do that like, for us right now? I like, um, Can you sing the glo- glory and boisterously <laughs> well, like, for I, the people of God? I, I mean, the people want it, Brad. Well, no. I'm so tone deaf. I don't know if I can start on oh, the right okay, note. Got it, got it. Just no, answer. But Come you, to Mass with Brad. You'll hear his no, boistering voice. No, 100%. Voice. Amen, 100% yeah. But like, I think for me, again, I think it's, it's, it's creating in us an appreciation for both yeah. sides of a coin that may not have two sides. Yeah. It's actually yeah. like they're, they're both – lungs yeah. and you need to breathe with both of them like reverence and joy yeah. certainly there's times when reverence is expressed in reservedness but certainly yeah. there's times when it's expressed in joyfulness yeah so when we're talking about a missionary exam and at the end of the day it's very easy to ask like was i joyful today yes. like was i was i joyful with my kids today was i joyful with my spouse today was i joyful at work yes. today was i joyful in my daily duties like did yeah. i enter into this day with joy because joy is a proclamation of the gospel right. and so right. uh did i did i rise to the occasion that's that's right. Yeah. And that's our third. So we, we have being Jesus centered, being mission focused, yes. being joy filled. And that brings us to our fourth, which is usually everyone's favorite, which is being obedient, OBS. right? Obedient. Nice. Okay. And, uh, I love we, it. This has actually been a reflection of mine, like in prayer leading up to this show today, like we live in a very disobedient culture. Like yeah. we almost spite things just to spite them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we do. And like, and I'm not, and that, that doesn't. Yeah fall far from my tree. Like yeah, sometimes I, you start disagreeing with someone and then you're like, wait, actually I do agree. So, but, but, I, but, but not, part of that might be we just don't understand obedience. So what is obedience and why is yeah. it important in living a missionary life? I, I mean, I love just the etymology of the word obedience. It comes from yeah. the Latin that means to listen. And so I think there's an element of an order to be obedient, I have to first hear. And uh, I mean, so I like to say like a parent is actually called, uh, kids are called to be obedient to their children, but a parent's also called to be obedient to their children. Why? Because I I listen carefully to their needs and I right. meet their needs. So it's not shut up and do what I tell you to do. It's let me hear what do you need? Well, how do you need to be loved in this moment? And how mm-hmm. can I meet those needs? I'm listening to sometimes your unvocalized needs and desires, and yes. I'm going to be obedient to those desires. Jesus was obedient to the point of death. He listened to the needs of his people, mm. and our need was yeah. a pure, like spotless lamb, and and he sacrificed himself yeah. for us. Yep, that's yeah, right. and uh, obedience is it's a it's an expression of humility, right? Mm-hmm. It's an expression that someone else may have 
uh, may have knowledge yeah. that <laughs> yeah. I need to learn from. That I need yes. to listen to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that can make my life better. Yeah. So at yeah. Damascus, we teach practically like it's, it's critical here. We run a high adventure mission campus, right? Yeah. Um, there are certain things that, that other people may know that I need to live in order to operate my life fully and effectively. Yeah. When I'm on the high ropes course, I need to be obedient to somebody else's knowledge and training so yeah. that I don't make a choice based on my own self, you know, yeah, right. yeah. self-motivation. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and likewise, at a more fundamental level that, that, that we, we try to foster a culture here that listens for the voice of God, yeah. spoken through the church, spoken through the scripture, spoken through personal prayer, yeah. and, and is faithful to that. Yeah. The, to no end, yeah. right? Yes. That that I'm 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 going to I'm going to seek inspiration from my Lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and not only will I will I hear, but I will listen. Yeah. Well, and, and it keeps me from trying to be totally self sufficient, right? Like I think that like in the world today, there's a lot oh. of people that are like, "Well, I just want to be <clears throat> self sufficient. I want to like every like I contain the truths that I choose. I contain whatever, right? Self sufficiency. But I think what's so funny to me is when you look at the nature of a human person, they're always looking for affirmation from someone else. Which means that they aren't, in fact, self-sufficient because they're questioning whether mm. they're right. And yeah. like, it's like, affirm me so that I can know I'm self-sufficient. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, that in and of itself doesn't make you that. And being obedient humbly submits myself to, to that knowledge daily, yeah. even if the other person's wrong. I think like, like there's been times in my life, again, like I'm not saying this is always the case, but there's been times where I felt like the Lord wants me to be obedient, like – to a person that he's placed in a position of authority for me just so that I can learn what it's like to operate out of it, just to do it. And when I do it, sometimes it doesn't reach the results, but then instead of spiting the results, trying to ask myself, how can I support the decision that was given to me as best I can? And I I think that's changed my life. And in missionary context, right? Like, am I being obedient to the voice of the Lord? He's asking me to do something that I'm not sure will result in positive things for me, right? But like, but even if it doesn't result in positive yeah. things for you, you can't be so sure that it wasn't the right thing for you to do. When I think know? the I can't listen, I can't listen in obedience if I don't have the habit of listening, right? And so I have yeah, to first become right. very attentive to the voice of God in my life and the, yeah. the voice of the Holy Spirit. How is God the Holy Spirit speaking to me throughout the day, right? So like I like to talk to my kids about like when you feel mm-hmm. something in your gut, that's yeah. probably the Holy Spirit prompting you to do something, right? Like if you're a well, uh, Sophia, my thirteen year old, <laughs> if you're a ballet and you feel like you should say something, yeah. that's probably the Holy Spirit, the prophetic gift inside of you of the Holy Spirit say, say something, right? Like, 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 and so like, if I'm going through my everyday life and I'm at work and I feel like I should say something, but I don't, I actually was disobedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. If I feel like I should do something, uh, if I feel like I should stop and talk to that homeless person, but I don't, I'm being disobedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I was on retreat last week and it was almost, it was so funny because the revelation God gave me in prayer was so simple. I almost, I felt so childlike, (laughs) like, like, I can't believe I forgot, but like, I, I'm consumed with, I really truly love that the Holy Spirit lives in us. Like I'm all about the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Like that we're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Like that's one of my favorite um, spiritual realities. But then I, uh, the Lord said, did you know that you're supposed to follow the Holy Spirit? Like, and I was like, oh wait, he's also before me. And I, I actually have to get my marching instructions from him yeah, and follow yeah, him. Like when, yeah. when Jesus says, follow me, it means actually follow him. Like don't, don't follow me, Jesus. Like, no, I'm going to follow you. And right, so that right, means right. like, just 
going into work and saying, like, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? What do you have for me? Yeah, like, what is here? And asking, I mean, I think I kept going into conversations and I wasn't following the Holy Spirit. It's almost, it's silly, but I wasn't like, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do in this conversation today? I was just going in, assuming that God's alive in me. So what I do is what God wants me to do, but I have to stop and ask, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do so that I listen and then I act? And we'll never know if it's him unless we try it. Yeah. So like, like <laughs> this, this is a question you, I get. You, yeah, you start knowing yeah, what the voice of, the, like, the, voice of truth the, the, the defense mechanism that sparks in me when someone tells me that is oftentimes, well, how do I know it's him? Yeah. Well, I don't need to. <laughs> because what I've committed to is trying to follow him. Yeah. And I'm not confident I hear him perfectly. But I can tell you this, I'll never know if it was him or not unless I try it. Yeah. And that, that like, and that, that's the inspiration for us in yeah. being obedient is we need to try it. So can I give a great example yeah, of this? Go for it. So the other day I was driving and – um. And all of a sudden, the Lord just told me to to pray for this priest. He just put the priest mind uh, his name on my heart, and he said, "Pray for him." And so I started to pray for him. And then the Lord said, "Text him and give him a word of encouragement." And I was like, "All right, Lord, what's the word of encouragement you want me to give him?" And I gave him a very simple word of encouragement, right? And um, but I text him, and it opened up a conversation. And yeah, this right, priest, right. Uh, he was really struggling, and he's like, "Dude, your your word of encouragement came on an incredible day because I yes. I'm just so beat yes. up, and I've been beat up for a while." And we were able to actually then enter into conversation. So. Yeah. If I, you know, if I wasn't obedient in that moment, who like I wouldn't have been able to be Christ to, to that person. You'll know that a tree by its fruits. Yeah. You'll know a tree by its fruits, and you won't know the fruits unless you plant in your heart. Just do what God mm. asked you so, to do, and fruit comes. Yeah, it's exactly. amazing. So that, amazing. That, and, that, and that's obedience, right? So and even Jesus does. That. I'm sorry. No, I don't he's obedient. Him, but you, so no, he, he spits in someone's eye. Like, why would he do that? That makes he spits in his hands, yes. he rubs it in someone's eyes, or he like gives the people wet willies. Like yes. he like sticks his fingers right. in their ear. It's like he does weird things. Right, because right. he's he's being obedient yes. to what the Spirit's asking him to do, and he's teaching us that sometimes obedience looks a little well, and silly. Let it, and let us take solace in that that, like, if we do look silly, even if we're wrong, mm. we're, we were given a witness by Jesus when he did things yeah, silly be Jesus that we can try that. And even if those silly things are wrong, what, what's the worst case scenario? Yeah. I look silly. <laughs> I look silly all the time. Well, I mean, there could but, be a word. And if I spit in my boss's eyes because Jesus okay, told yeah. me to, I it may lose my issues. Issues. But we should yeah, try it out. Yeah, let's for, see what happens. Yeah, so let's not assault people. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Like, but, like, let's <laughs> work through the – because we have a fifth missionary mindset, right? Oh, so we're, we're Jesus-centered. We're mission-focused. We're joy-filled. We're obedient. And lastly, oh yeah, we're toilet plungers. Toilet plungers. This, this is the most this official one. one this on one was cars. difficult to communicate yes, in France. Yes, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We're, we're literally, I love it because like, we we're a private association of the faithful, so we have like documentation of official what our, bylaws. Yeah, yeah, one of our charisms is yeah. So the church has officially like accepted our charisms, and one of our charisms is toilet, toilet plunges. Yeah. Got to be the only Catholics yes. in the so church. I wanna, that that may be the only document in the church that, that has just, a bishop signature <laughs> on them yeah. on a document with the word. This shouldn't be inside language, so don't take it like as too much. Like literally, toilet plunger, like getting into messes, like getting into messes, not being afraid of that, right? And so. I think um, what I'd like for toilet plunger, how about we just have each of you just give like what you think of when you think toilet plunging? Because I think oh, yeah. like um, I think everyone listening, myself included, I, I know the messes in my life. Yeah. And I know where I'm hesitant to step into them and yeah. I know where I'm willing to step into them. Yeah. But like what is it about being a toilet plunger that helps me be a missionary to step into the messes that sometimes I don't want yeah, to? Yeah. Yeah. You know? that, there's a phrase we have. Um, uh, shout out to an amazing Amazing uh, ministry, hard as nails. That now is the time, and you are the one. Yeah, right? Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, Patika. if you don't do it now, no one's going to. Yeah. So yeah. some of the greatest convictions I have on a daily basis are when I commit myself to something very practical, 
And then I, mm-hmm. I, I try to convince myself that now's the time not to do it. Yeah. Right. So I'm committed that when I walk by a piece of trash, I'm going to pick it up. Yep. And then I walk by a piece of trash. I'm like, yeah, no, not, not right now. Not but right now. Now's the time you were the one. And then, and then it's like, it's like the Lord just like pokes me and yeah. pokes me harder and harder. And you turn around and go. To- and then I've walked 50 feet and I'm like, crap. Yeah. So I have to interrupt my day and turn around and go back and do the thing that I should have done. Right. That's right. Why? Because, because no job is too small. Yeah. That's right. For, for a missionary. That's right. That, that, that there's no task that's too, there's no task. There's no, there's no person that's, that's too small. That's too um, unimportant. That's, that's not right. deserving of my love that's to be poured yeah. out right now. Well, and we work at a summer camp. So our primary mission is serving middle schoolers and high schoolers. So yes. the reason we said toilet plunging is because literally there's toilets that need plunged and no one wants to do that, right? But if that, right, that phrase, right. now is the time you are the one, it's a haunting phrase. Imagine going past an unclogged toilet and you hear that phrase and like the Holy Spirit is like, now is the time you are the one. You're like, ah, no, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. And for me in mission, it, it often comes as the Lord says, that in relationship with people that yeah. I don't want to approach a conversation that's really yes. hard. And so yes. like there's a brother or a sister in community that I don't want to engage in conversation with because it's a very, it's a tough conversation. A and, yeah. and so it's like, ah oh, man. And like those, those tough conversations, why I love our community so much. And I think the reason we have such a, a healthy community yeah. is because we dive into the messy conversations. And so we're not afraid to like, like have that conversation that usually goes unspoken yes. or have those words yes. usually because it allows for healing to happen. And sometimes like surgery is messy, right? Yeah. Surgery is really messy. Um, but at the end healing takes place. Yep. And yep. so like that toilet plunging for me is I'm going to dive into the messy situations. And yes. also just reminds me that, uh, so I have option. My, my daughter asked me this the other day, we were driving through just a really dark part of town and I have an option. She said, dad, you always, mom always drives the highway. Why do you always go down? Livingston Avenue that just is dark like it's yeah. it's a scary part and I, I said I always want to go to the messy places when I have the opportunity to yeah. and so if I'm going to drive home from picking my daughter up from ballet instead of going the highway and avoiding the mess let's go the back streets let's see the brokenness because I want to be mindful and remembering yeah. of always of the brokenness in this world and when I don't have my daughter in the car I can take time to yeah. stop and minister to those in the brokenness yeah. right well, and let Jesus be our witness right that we can't truly clean up the mess yeah. unless we enter into it that Jesus entered into our mess to clean it up, yeah. right? Like he entered into the manger so he Absolutely. could clean it up. Like, yeah. And we can do that too, right? We can do that physically by picking up trash and things like that, cleaning up our apartments and houses, and we can do that by entering into messy conversations. It's also very satisfying to me that toilet plunger is a noun, right? Because we're Jesus-centered, Ooh, mission-focused, explain. joyful, obedient toilet plungers. Those are yeah. four descriptors of the toilet plunger yeah. that yeah. I am. So um, anyway, those are kind of the five mindsets but here's the cool. that we have, the, right? We're not called to toilet plunge. We're actually called to be the toilet plungers. The actually toilet plunger. embody them, yeah. like go into it, right? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Which is what Jesus did. Yes. Yeah, like you said, just so messy. And like that Mother Teresa is like the yes. saint of our days because she went into the mess. Yes. And she like, she's the perfect person. Well, you can think about these plunger. five things at the end of every day, yeah. right? I can think about these things. And I, I want to just, I want to present just really quick uh, a question for each of these that, that you might be able to ask yourself if you're listening today when you go home that we want to be Jesus-centered, mission-focused, joyful, yeah. obedient, toilet plungers. And here's some questions for that. So at, at the end of my day, when I'm asking myself if I'm being Jesus-centered, a good question for that is, was Jesus at the center today or on the peripheries? Ooh. So t- did I bring Jesus yeah. into my life today in an intentional way or did I leave him out on the peripheries? Yeah. Like, ask yourself that. You know, we're talking about the missionary examine. Can we just have this kind of be our, prayer? our closing yeah. prayer? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> 
You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. I'm Kimberly Hahn, and my new show, Beloved and Blessed, is now on EWTN Radio. Every week, I share scripture and my personal experience to speak to the desires and strengths of all women so that each of us can better live out our vocations as daughters of God. Tune in to find inspiration, hope, and strength in each episode. Don't miss Beloved and Blessed with Kimberly Hahn, tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on EWTN Radio. Catherine Hadro and her team of pro-life experts shine the light of truth on the culture of death. You can stay informed and educated with the latest news and truth when we send you EWTN's Pro-Life Weekly directly to your inbox every Friday. Don't miss an episode of EWTN Pro-Life Weekly. Visit EWTN.com and click subscribe. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Yeah, fill in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, um, let us receive these questions yeah. today. Let us ask it right now, mm-hmm. actually, Lord, yeah. and then let these be questions we go back to. So um, in being Jesus-centered, was Jesus at the center or was he on the peripheries today? That's the question that we can ask, Lord, we always want you at the center. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, anyone who feels like Jesus has been on the periphery of their life, I just, you can invite him back right now to the center. So yes. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you all of my life for the rest of my life. I want you to be the center of everything I do, everything I say, everything I think. Mm-hmm. Come back, Lord, come back yeah. to the center. I invite you to the center of my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we want to be mission focused, Lord. And the question we can ask here is, was I focused on the mm. mission of the moment today? Mm. Like, was I focused on the mission that was right before me at every moment today? And how well did I attend to that? But again, that yeah. question, was I focused on the mission of the moment? Today? Yeah, Lord, maybe you can just reveal right now, Jesus, just reveal to us, what is our mission today? What mission is before us that maybe we've been ignoring? Thank you, Lord, just speak. Yeah, do I see my assignments from you, God, as a gift, mm-hmm. as, a, as an opportunity to participate mm-hmm. in your work? Yeah. 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 And the the third Lord, we want to be joy filled. We want to be joy filled. And the question for this is, did I choose joy before anything else today? Mm. Did I choose joy before anything Mm. else? Before I went into a meeting, before I made a decision, did I choose joy before anything else today? Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We want to be obedient. We want to be obedient. And the question here, did I say no to God today? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> was he inviting me into something that I said no to? It's a, that, that simple question, did I say mm-hmm. no to God today? Not in a way that I can bludgeon myself, but I want to learn how to listen better. Yeah. And so did I say no to God today? Yeah, Yeah. and God, would you, would you give us the grace in those moments to realize that you're not speaking a voice of condemnation? Right. You're inviting me into opportunity. Yeah, yeah. opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, and just Lord, open our deaf ears so that we hear your voice better. That we that just through the busyness of our day, just shout sometimes to us so that we hear the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our mm-hmm. daily lives so that we would be obedient. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then last, we want to be toilet plungers. And uh, the question here is, did I avoid any messes today? Mm. Did I avoid any messes today? Right? Oh, that can be the question that leads us to toilet plunging. Did I avoid any meshes, messes today? Mm. Yeah. Help us be messy, Lord. Uh, I love Pope Francis's quote as we close this prayer that he, he says that he would prefer <clears throat> a church that's beaten, bruised, and bloodied because mm-hmm. it was out in it. And so, Lord, help us be out in it today. Help us be out in it for the rest of our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts and searching for Beyond Damascus or look us up on YouTube or download the podcast wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Thanks for joining today.